What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla. And today we are joined by two special guests. First of all, our future daughter-in-law, Gemma. Hello. Hey, guys. And our son, Cole. He's our youngest son. How's it going, everybody? We're glad to have them. They are. We are excited to have them here. Uh, Cole and Gemma are getting married in about five months. And so we thought it might be good, a little bit different than what we normally do, is hear from somebody who's sort of, I guess you would say, on the other side of marriage. I mean, they hadn't started out yet. But we'll talk a lot about, hey, some of the foundations they've laid, how they came to this decision, sort of what's going on right now, and maybe a little bit of expectations beforehand. And then hopefully the plan is a year after their wedding. So we're talking December of 2024. We'll have a chance to uh, bring them back onto the podcast and see how that first year went. Yeah. All right. So question number one, we want each of you to answer it. Maybe we'll start with you, Cole, just since you're the one who asked Gemma to marry you. Um, When or how did you decide Gemma was the one that you wanted to ask to spend the rest of your life with you? Yeah. um, Also, if you hear some weird noises, I have an illness of sorts, so... (laughs) Just disregard. And, um, yeah, for the question, I think that, well, Jim had been bugging me for a Stop. while to propose. Um, no, just kidding. But I think that... I'd be happy somebody wanted you. That's true. That's Aww. true. I think that we had an interesting timeline. So we will be have been dating for about three years in October. And I think that we maybe knew a little later than most people. Most people might know real soon after they start dating, but ours, I think, was probably not until like a year and a half for two years into dating that we knew kind of that we probably wanted to get married. And part of that, I think, was because we had a weird timeline. Jim was out of the country a good bit the first two years of us dating. So she was... (laughs) That's really long distance. Yeah, Yeah, it was really long distance. So probably like nine months of the first two years we were in different countries while we were dating and so i think that kind of delayed knowing i remember when when you came to me and asked me because you've been into the relationship for probably about a year and a half and it was you know how do you know that this is someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with you know, we've said and we've talked before that we don't believe in that idea, the myth of the one. There's only one mm-hmm. person. Right. That I think there's a lot of people that fit the biblical guidelines and standards for who you could marry. And so I remember you asking me that question. And it was really, I think it was, she was getting ready to head off for another 10-week stint overseas. Yeah. yeah, I think that one thing, and this, I think one of the things that just talking about with you and then my discipler is um, talking about like you want to, like the main thing you want is like you want to marry like character. And Mm -hmm. so someone who has the type of character and loves the Lord in such a way that you want to marry him mainly for that. And so, and then obviously you want the connection piece. And so I think that I knew Gemma was the type of person I would want to marry. It was more like, am I supposed to marry Gemma? And I think that probably the biggest thing for me that was eventually, I was really uncontent with the idea of, like, should we get married for, like, a long time? It's like, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was supposed to feel. And I think that the biggest thing that changed for me is probably about a year and a half, two years in, like, I just got really content with the idea of us being together. Like, it wasn't, like, a wondering, is there another girl? 
is there someone else I should be with? I was just very content with the idea of like, I could spend my life with Gemma. And so I think that was one of the things that changed a lot for me is kind of that contented piece. Yeah, um, sort of that sense of peace that, yeah, this is the right thing. Yeah, yeah. And so that, and just a lot of friends who like, and just a lot of conversations of like, marriage isn't going to be the kind of thing where you're always going to be like feeling it, you know, where it's always you're going to be like, just so that feeling of I'm so in love always. And so I think that was just like a, a lot of people had talked to me about that. And I kind of learned that that's not what marriage is exactly going to be like. And so I think that it was more, I was like, Jim is the person I want to marry more than like this huge, like feeling of like, yeah, yeah, you know? And so that was probably for me kind of what happened. Gemma, what about you? Yeah. How did you know when you wanted my baby? Well, that's a, a great question. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know I had to say that. Right. Sorry. Right. I am oh, the number sorry. one. That's a weird way you said I'm that. Sorry. I am the number one I'm child. Sorry. So. A number one child. I am All number right. one. Yeah, there he thinks he is. Okay. I think for us, and you kind of touched on it, but for me it was like there were two points. It was like how did I know I was ready slash wanted to get married, like marriage in general. And then it was like, how do I know I want to marry Cole? Those were two separate instances for me. And they both have to do with Cole, but similar to the idea of, okay, I know that there's not like the one, but I think I was really scared of, okay, but what happens when you lose those feelings? Or what happens, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone talks about like, after you have kids, it looks different. And like, gosh, I know it's not always going to be like this. What if we lose the spark or whatever. And there was a point after I had been gone for a while and we were not having a good time and we were like, gosh, this just isn't working. Should we break up? Like praying a ton about it. And I remember being like, let's just take a month and like give it our all. And for me, that looked like, you know, giving Cole the benefit of the doubt, planning really intentional dates, asking really good questions and just kind of like, just go all in and if at the end of the month it still isn't working, we can break up and we know that at least we tried our best. And so we kind of came to that agreement and like two weeks in, we were great. And it was like this switch clicked in my head about marriage in general. Hmm. It was like if both of you are willing, and of course it, it's that timeline is really short. So I know <laughs> in the future it might you know be a longer timeline for things to work themselves out. But the Lord really blessed this like small commitment that we'd made to each other to try for a month. Um, and that's when I was like, wow, I think I could really get married because I'm understanding that it's a commitment and it's not a feeling, but mm-hmm. that the Lord will honor that commitment alongside you and, and bless you. And so that was really important. And then as far as Cole, I think similar, it was more just like we spent a lot of time together. We have a lot of similar hobbies, but especially it was the way I watched him handle me when I was in conflict. Mm-hmm. So there was like the one instance I remember is I was about, a classic, I was about to leave to go overseas again. And something had happened. I think something with my COVID test, I wasn't going to get it back in time. And I was panicked. And Cole was very calm and he was very kind and he problem solved for me. And he handled, he anticipated my needs. He handled things. And I was like, wow, this is, this is a good person for me that can kind of handle me in this state. So that was, and then he kind of proved that over and over again. And that's what I was like. Yeah, there's not the one, but this is a, a character trait of Cole's that I really need um, alongside the way he loves the Lord and his family and friends. But that was big for me. Sweet. Let awesome. me jump yeah. into something just that I heard you say when you were talking about that month-long thing. And 
I think that is a normal feeling about well, what happens when I don't have those feelings. And when the butterflies. you hear about the idea that people talk yeah. about where the romance is left and and that is, and as you said earlier, Cole, I mean, feelings come and go. But I love the thing you said, hey, in the word we use all the time is intentional. Man, if you are intentional about your marriage and keep it the priority, those feelings are going to come. Yeah, totally. And, and, and it's something you, it is, it's something like you work at and you look and see, okay, you notice. Carla, the whole line I always get all the time is we're not connected. And it means, hey, we're not being intentional about our relationship enough. And so we know we got to come back to that central theme. Um, okay. All right. Next question is, what is an expectation you have about, let's say, the first year of your marriage? When you just think about it, okay, like what is next year after we get married? What would I think about when I think of that? Gemma, you want to start? Sure. Um, man, I feel like people have been really open and good with us about some of our friends and family who recently got married and they're like, yeah, it's not easy, but a lot of them recently have been saying that it's really fun. And so I almost expect like the extremes, Okay. like either we're having a ton of fun or we're like really not having a ton of fun. Okay. And then I kind of expect as we like... Even we'll start to even out a little more okay. as we go through. Marriage. So maybe to a zero to a hundred right. deal. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So she's sort of all over the page with what's going to happen. Right. Cole, what about you? Yeah, I'm probably in a similar spot. I think I do expect to be really fun. Like I think the idea of like living together will be yeah. really fun. Also, just like obviously that'll bring challenges. Being married, living together brings, I'm sure, a ton of challenges. And we know that, but also think it will simplify a lot of life because yeah. it's just will be easier for our lives because like we spend a lot of time together already and such. And so being able to go to the same place at night will be awesome. Um, I think Gemma, I think that's the thing she's most excited for. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I sometimes like my alone time. So I was my, fixing I mean, to say a sort of off of that. One of the things that you do hear sometime is the idea that, wow, we were dated or, or we dated a long time. We were engaged. We spent a lot of time together, but we would still leave each other and go to our apartments or go to wherever. And all of a sudden now you're living. And so it's sort of a 24-7, not totally. You go to work and all that. But how do you sort of see alone time, downtime? What do you think about it? Which one of you needs more downtime or alone time? Definitely me. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're like your father. I like just, I also just like. Good thing. Um, and I'm just like, I like being alone. I like kind of like, Gemma, for example, like for, if she's ever like driving somewhere, she like never wants to drive somewhere alone. Uh, like always, okay. And I'm like, let me drive like four hours by myself. Yeah, I'm always apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry you had to drive alone. He's like, what are you talking about? I love that. Yeah. I would like rather like yeah. people not okay. ride with me. All right. Well, so how do you see this? Okay. So you're both working during the day right now. And so yeah, y'all are also going to be in school. Yeah. You're doing some graduate school. So you got that piece. So, but you come in, you meet for dinner, eat dinner, whatever. When are you going to have your downtime? What does that look like maybe? Yeah. Well, probably the times when Jim has given me all of the answers for my grad program and doing my work. Oh, um, right. For okay, sure. There you go. No, no way. I'm just kidding. That's a funny joke I have going <laughs> right now that she's not a fan of. Yeah. But, we, uh, we are in the same graduate program. So we're, we're going to be very in class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Ed. 
Okay, so how do you carve out? Do you say I gotta go to the back? I gotta go for a walk? I gotta Are go. Are you talking for... specifically alone time? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I think that, and I don't know exactly now. Obviously, because we don't live together, and so I'm not sure what that'll look like. I think that to be honest, she's. I'm typically I'm like dad, and she's like you. Like I'm just a late night person, and she is goes to bed like she's tired by like 9 p.m. like she's like ready to go to bed and okay. so, so I imagine a lot of night time that will be great for yeah, me to have a lot of alone time because okay. that's what dad does too yeah yes okay well that's spirits and, and kind of a similar thing I'm a little worried about is and you care a lot about time with your friends too but I me as well I'm like very want to be very intentional about making sure I still see my friends um and so I foresee there being times where I'm like hey I'm gonna go get dinner with someone and now you have that alone time. And so, um, but that's a, like kind of to slightly change the subject. That's something I'm anticipating being a little stressful is how do I balance? Oh. You know, I've lived with my best friends for so long and I, I adore my friends. And so how do I make sure I still see them now that mm. I'm not living with them? Yeah. How do I in, invite them into my marriage? Um, how do I still be like relatable to my single friends? I'm a little worried about that. Like, we would always joke like some of our friends would get married and it's like, oh, we'll never see them. And it's like, I refuse to be that. To do that. You I don't also want to think we have a, like, we have a pretty active social life, I would say. Like, we have a lot yeah. of friends in Athens. We spend a lot of time with a lot of friends. Like, Praise most God, nights we of the week, awesome we're hanging community. out. Yeah, most yeah. nights of the week, we're hanging out with friends. Yeah. Um, okay. And so, and that's really important to us, I think. That's like, part of the reason... And I think that's like when we became friends before we started dating is because we just, we have a lot of good friends. We have a lot of the same friends. Yeah. We like liking, you know, like we just like doing stuff. Like we like going to dinner with our friends. We like going and playing games. We, and so that, I think that's really important to us. And so I think having a rhythm of life where it's like this night of the week, we still go do this with our friends. Like, you know, so Tuesday nights we typically go play trivia it. with our friends. Yeah. Like right. we want to still do well, that kind of stuff because that really matters to us. You know, one of the things I hear as I'm listening to you is, and that the awesome thing about marriage is you get to decide what your marriage is going to be about and be like. Yeah. And obviously, you know, one of the things I hear there is that idea of community is important to you. Yeah. And so you just make sure that, hey, as you think about and as you go through and you make decisions and that that's a big priority for you. Yeah. And as you decide what your priorities are, you make your marriage what you want it to be. That's I think great. even still, one of the challenges might be balancing that because we do have a lot of friends and all of our friends, especially your friends, mine are mainly in Atlanta or Athens. Yours are all over the place. Yeah. And so I know it's important to you to also like go places and see them. And so figuring out just how to balance how that balance. when it comes to time, financially, yeah. like stuff like that, I know will be a big thing kind of. Okay. So. Um, what is one thing that, I don't want to use the word fear, but maybe one thing there's sort of cons- a concern anxiety, about. Anxiety, anxious. Or anxiety over how's this going to play out in our marriage. Gemma, what's something that yeah. you're, when you think about it, you think, oh, how's that going to work? I think my biggest stressor is, and maybe always will be, hopefully not, just finances. Mm. And so, um... Yeah, there's something about getting married where you're like, I'm on my own and we are going to have to make this work and budgeting and just, you know, how we spend our money. And thankfully, I think we're on the same page on a lot of ways we like to spend our money. But 
there's this fear that sits in the back of my head. And then even too, and, and we're nowhere near having kids, obviously, but just, man, I'm going to have to provide for my family and what happens when something happens. And now I can't provide for my family or not even that is I can't offer my family the experiences that I would mm-hmm. love for them to have. Um, and I, and one of the things I pray a lot about and struggle a lot about with the Lord is, you know, finances and mm-hmm how I should spend it. And it's clear to me that he has to remind me every day that he's the one that provides and it's not me. But um, yeah, that's always a fear of mine. Yeah. I mean, I think money is definitely a stressor. I think more for you. It definitely can be stressful for me, but I think to a less degree than Gemma. Um, But I also think I'm more just laid back. So not a lot of things bother (laughs) me um, or stress (laughs) me out. Yeah, and definitely, you know, um, y'all, I'm certain know this, that finances are one of the top areas. And this is across the board, whether you're talking to Christians, whether you're talking to couples that don't claim to be believers, just across the board in marriage, finances can be a big area of conflict. But again, sometimes it's the idea of, what does money mean to us? What are va- what are our values? What where do we want to put our money? And and sometimes making hard decisions on that. But again, being able to communicate about it. So I think the fact that you're talking about it, and that's what we encourage couples to do when we're working with them before they get married, and even after they're married, is this needs to be an area where you're very open with one another and, and you're really kind of figuring out what's money tied to for you. Yeah. A lot of times they're underneath feelings sure. that it really ties to more than just the dollar amount, whether you make a little or a lot. So, okay, so you're both kind of expressing that that and that adjustment you're kind of seeing as something that'll yeah potentially be a challenge. I think one other thing could be, I think, just like future where we end up like there's definitely and whether we do or not Gemma definitely has a passion and her job her work with missions and definitely has a passion for potentially if we were overseas at some point and so that's always a something that could maybe happen maybe not we might end up just being in the states yeah be in Athens or wherever but it's definitely something that we've had conversations about and will continue to. Um, and so, I like you in Athens. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And oh, the other thing is, said not, I'm glad you said it, not me. Uh, the other thing is, um, the big stressor for Gemma is uh, the clothes I wear. She really gets oh on me for my outfits. Um, <laughs> Style but, thing? I mean, well, you should see his like wears. 90% of his socks have giant holes in them. Yes. I'm like, mom, don't you want to get newer yeah. socks, socks, nicer socks? No, he's no. attached money. to his socks. Yeah, I'm like, what are you, money. what? <laughs> money. money. Remember, that's a stressor. No, and that's something well, I... Well, now we know what to get you for Christmas. Yeah. Please get him socks. White there socks, preferably. Whoever's a little listening. longer. Like angle, dirty. Like not ankle. Okay. Like, you know, okay. halfway high up the leg. Hot yeah. top to your yeah, knees. Yeah, white sock. No, yeah, that's terrible. But, you know, halfway up the leg, white socks, solid white. We got it. It kind of okay. sounds nerdy, but okay. What do you mean um, nerdy? Okay. Next question. What about, what is one thing so far that you think you've done that has been very beneficial in preparing to get married? Or is there anything yet that you think this is, I think, has been beneficial? For sure. Gemma? Uh, oh. Yeah, I'll go first. Sorry. I think um, first. this starts long before you start having conversations about getting engaged, getting married, but making sure your relationship is not private. 
or like there's there's a term it's like um gosh private but not public or what's that thing that's like basically you can have you can be reserved and like not share everything with everyone but you have to have a couple people that you talk to about all the things and it's like the secret sins or the secret thoughts that you have that will really become detrimental to your relationship with the Lord, to your relationship with your friends, and especially to like a partner. So sure. I think the biggest thing that I think brought us the most wisdom was just including people in on our relationship. Oh, okay. So, okay. Like, so not doing it in, in um, isolation. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I think exactly. We both have disciples, like older believers, mentors who we meet with. Um, who pour into you all. Yeah, and so I think that's Which really is helpful. Awesome. And they're married, and so they like they're actually married to each other. Funny enough, um, <laughs> okay, that's cute. But they, okay. um, so that's a lot of wisdom and a lot of help. We also, I think, I know for me, like I have three friends, like my closest three friends, who I share almost everything with, and so they, one of them's married, um, and so and the other two are not. Um, but I think that that's really helpful when it comes to just like having people who hold you accountable, who you share what's going on with who they know Jim really well. Um, and so that's really helpful. I think when we did, and then we also, another thing on top, we did a, y'all's did a, like a, just like a weekend retreat with some other couples in Athens that was like a premarital, pre-engagement kind of little conference. And so that was actually really helpful. We took the test and just like some, that was like a snippet of like what our, premarital counseling is going to be like, right. but I think it was helpful in giving some expectations for what's to come. Awesome. Yeah. I think, you know, I think one thing that's really wise is that idea of having people around you to hold you accountable. That's something you want to continue once you get married. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And whether it be with, you know, like you said, I think, you know, Cole is a, is a husband. You need other men that you still continue to meet with that holds you accountable. The same thing you either gem other women, but then also that you have couples that yeah. have gone on before you mm-hmm. to almost act as mentors, I think is yeah. an important step in marriage. For sure. Yeah. And I think there's like, I have unfortunately been like forced to be like, ask my friends, like, do you think this is a good idea? Like, I want you to be completely honest with me. And I think a lot of times... Is there anyone who said no, it was not a good <laughs> no, idea? No, thank you goodness. Oh, man. <laughs> Thankfully, my friends love Cole, and Cole is really sweet to my friends. But I've dated boys in the past where I've been like, hey, let me know if you notice things. And, and they didn't really tell me. And then we broke up, and they were kind of like, yeah, I kind of always thought this. And in my head, I'm thinking, why didn't you tell me? And it's like, you can include people, but I think that's scary for a friend to come as like, they could be thinking they might ruin that friendship with you. And so I think an extra step I had to take for myself was like really sitting my close girlfriends down and being like, I'm being serious. Like I won't be mad at you, but I need, I need you to fight for me in this and see if, mm. if this They're is actually really giving them permission yes. to speak truth to you. For we have, sure. And they we, gave glowing reviews. About me. <laughs> oh, glowing yeah. reviews. I'm certain, Cole. Um, well, one of the things, and I think we had this on a podcast maybe a little while back, and it was the idea of who who is in your safe space. And who, as you move, if you think about a triangle, and the bottom is a lot of people and acquaintances and friends, but as you move up, you're going to have a space of people in your life that need to be able to have that total open 
I'm safe to share. Yeah, totally. You're safe to give mm-hmm. me feedback because you, we all want and need that because we all have blind areas. But that's also something in our world that we live in that is almost a lost art. So it's, it's really encouraging to hear you all say that because I think there's so many people that are basing their relationships on a social media kind of thing and connecting via phones and all that. And I think there may be that lostness to saying, hey, but be real with me. And so yeah. having those people as y'all move forward and adjust and navigate will be awesome. Definitely. All right. Any last words about what you are thinking about in the next several months as we move toward the wedding? I mean, we've been planning for the wedding, which mm-hmm. has Is it been, stressful? I think it's been more stressful for Gemma. Generally, that's the answer. Right. Okay. Yeah. I like, once again, not that many things stress me out. And also, she's done a little bit more than me. First but Cole's step. been very helpful, which has been... I didn't expect that. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think after a certain point, you kind of get decision fatigue. And so a big thing that we've been really trying to do is including the Lord on every little decision. So if you're talking about like napkins and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many types. So you many napkins. Take Who a knew? second, you pray about it. And you pick one, and you're Pray like, about okay. the napkins. Well, yeah, I think, like, that's Gemma, I think that's Gemma's way. Dude, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> it's a napkin. But I think I, I think the way I make decisions is I'm like really strategic, and so I get in my head, and I'm like, like this is just a peek inside of like, okay, well, what shows stains the least, or like what, like oh, can we use them again? Like yeah. I'm thinking, and so to know that there's the like a God out there that cares about the intimate details of my life, I can include Him in that wedding planning, and so. Um, Sometimes I feel really called to certain things, and sometimes it's clearly like, okay, I should just make this decision. <laughs> I could just go with it. I think also, maybe one thing, correct me if I'm wrong, you've not been quite as excited to do some of the wedding stuff as maybe you thought before. Like, mm-hmm. just not quite as fun yeah. as mm. doing some of the planning as you might have the thought. The grass was not as green exactly. when you got there. Huh? Like, you're excited for the wedding, but you don't love having to do all the little things. All the planning. And that might, if you're listening or you've got kids that are of the age that are thinking about that, yeah, that may be a word there that it does sound wonderful on some level in your brain, and the reality maybe is it does get to some, like you said, yeah. fatigue. And yes. it's just like a lot of busy work. Almost. A lot of like, stuff you got to do to pull it off. Right. Thankfully, her parents have been really easy to... Plan work with and, and plan. work with. I think awesome. that's probably a big stressor for a lot of people. Is yeah, the girl it's and a her lot parents. of conflicts in who wants to do what or what yeah. you want to have. Her parents kind of let Gemma, if she wants to go a certain way with things, yeah, they're, they're pretty great. flexible. Do you think yeah. that might not always be the case with moms and their daughters when it comes to a wedding? Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like about a year into our relationship, you know, we're out of college, we've been dating a year. And I was like, should we start talking about getting married? And looking back at that point, I can clearly see I was way more excited to plan a wedding and to uh-huh. host a party than I was to marry Cole. And so just another thing to think about is like, are you, are you getting married? Because you feel like it's what society's telling you to do. You've been dating X amount of years. You feel like that's what's next. And you're like, okay, I, I want to throw a party and wear a pretty dress. Or are you like <laughs> actually ready to get married? And at that point, I definitely was not. And so I'm thankful for... She just wanted the ring. Yeah, I did. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, let's go have a ton of people, like, celebrate us. Sounds awesome. 
And and that's a great that's a great point. And sometimes we do need to put the woe on something and go, yeah, what is yeah? Am I wanting a wedding or am I wanting a marriage? And so those are two really so often in so many ways that wedding takes precedent over what that's a one day thing. Yeah, as as fun as the whole weekend may be. Hopefully, forty, fifty, sixty years of life. So. Well, you all, it has been a delight to have. We are, of course, thrilled beyond words at getting a new daughter. And so we're excited for them. We thank you all for sharing your hearts and minds on this. And we look forward to the follow-up that you come back and say, man, on that zero to 100 we mentioned, let's tell you where we averaged out. So that'll be great. And or you can come back and say, hey, I wish we'd have talked or known more about X. Or, you know, we were really pretty prepared looking Mm -hmm. back on what we did and learned about. So that'll be great to see what happens. So, again, thank you all for sharing with us. Well, thank you for having us. We're thankful that y'all are a place we can come and talk about this stuff with. So, Yeah, thank y'all. Is that better than Kimber? (laughs) Sounds good. You're welcome. And we look forward to the next few months. We look forward to celebrating your wedding and to really the many years that God's going to give you. Hey, thanks again for taking time out of your day to be with us at the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. And as always, keep on forging.